Well, uh, it is, uh, it's great to be with you, um, and yeah, I do bring greetings from uh, my church, Wesley Frezzy Bull Creek, not too far down the road, uh, and yeah, just wonderful to be with you this morning, to be able to uh, open up God's Word together. I will say I um, really enjoyed the singing this morning. The singing's fantastic. Maybe it's just because I'm sitting down the front row and I'm getting everyone behind me, but um, man, it was just a really raising a joyful noise to the Lord this morning, and that was a, that's been a joy for me to hear. Well, there's this uh, famous saying that uh, I assume many of you will be familiar with. It's a saying about the things in life that we can be uh, certain of. Now, it typically goes like this. There are two things in life that you can be certain of. Uh, anyone know what those are? Two things in life. Death and taxes. That's right. That's the, the famous saying. I reckon, though, this famous saying is missing something. I actually think there's something else that we can add to this list of things that we can just be certain of in this life. What else can we add to this list? It's this, having to deal with insurance companies. Now here, I assume most of you at some point in life have had to deal with an insurance company. I've had to do plenty of that myself. Now why, are, why is dealing with insurance companies such a thing that we generally all have to do. Why is it such a certainty in life? Well, it's because we all want insurance, don't we? We all want to be covered in that moment in life when things go wrong. That's why we have uh, health insurance, why we have car insurance, why we have uh, pet insurance, why we have life insurance. Uh, we all want to be covered when things go wrong. But just like uh, death and taxes, maybe things that we, well, we don't look forward to or don't like to deal with, so too it is the case with insurance companies. Why? Well, why are insurance companies no fun to deal with? Well, I think it's because, sadly, insurance companies have the reputation of trying to get out of providing the coverage that they promise to us. That's why you have all these uh, incredibly long product disclosure statements whenever you sign up for an insurance uh, insurance with a company it's got all this uh, legal jargon which is great uh, bedtime reading uh, it covers all the different ways in which you won't be covered if you don't do things exactly so and so trying to get uh, insurance from a company can result in two things first it can be it can mean that we have uh, got ourselves into wishful thinking Right, you thought you were covered in that moment that disaster strikes, but actually you weren't. And secondly, well, insurance can, as it turns out, can be a waste of time. If you're hoping uh, to be insured for a procedure that's actually coming up around the corner, well, you're going to get knocked back because of a waiting period, aren't you? Right, it turns out it's a waste of time. Here's my question for this morning. Is it the same thing, not with insurance but assurance is it the same thing with us as christians when it comes to having assurance in other words is there a way for for us to know that when life ends i'll be covered that is to say that at the end of my earthly existence i'll go to be with god for eternity rather than going to be separated from him now, can i be assured of that or is that just wishful thinking or is it a waste of time? 
Well, in our passage for this morning that was just read, that passage from the Apostle Paul uh, 2 Timothy 4 verses 6 to 8, I don't know if you caught that, but Paul seems to have great uh, confidence, great confidence in his assurance. He seems to be extremely confident that of the coverage that he's going to have after death. And he says that you can have that same confidence too. So I want to take some time this morning while I'm with you just to, to think about this a little bit. We're going to uh, jump around to a few passages to look at different things. And I think we can answer those questions that we've asked. Is assurance just wish, wishful thinking? We can answer that question. Is assurance a waste of time? We can answer that as well. So let's, let's have a look at those together. So is assurance just wishful thinking? Well, the answer is clear to this. No. No, it's not. In fact, and I'll tell you why, it's because God says that it's not. All right, now, um, imagine uh, this afternoon, you get home from church, you get a knock on the door, and you go to answer the door, you open up, and there before you stands a young guy that you've never seen before. He, he's dressed in casual clothes, he's got a, a backpack with him, and he says to you, this is your lucky day. He says, I've got a great deal for you on home insurance. And you say, okay, well, uh, what company do you work for? And he says, oh, um, oh we're, we're in this, I've got this new company that I've just started up myself. You probably haven't heard of it. Now, what are you thinking uh, with that offer? What are you thinking in this offer uh, this young guy has just offered to you? What are you thinking you're probably going to respond? I suspect you're probably going to say, thanks, but no thanks, right? Well, why? Because you don't know who this is. This could be anyone. It could be any random person rocking up to your door. But if, on the other hand, this afternoon you go home and you uh, go to the letterbox and you see you've got a letter there, and the letter is come from Allianz or SGIO or RAC, and you open up the letter and you look inside and on the top is emblazoned across the top on the letterhead, the logo that you've seen hundreds of times before on TV, and they're offering you a new rate on home insurance that they want to discuss with you. And what are you going to do with that sort of offer? Well, I suspect you'll be much more likely to take that up, offer up. Why? Well, because you know who it's from. It's from someone who can back up what they say, what they're offering. Well, that's just how it is with Christian assurance. Because these, these words we're reading here in 2 Timothy 4, they aren't some words from a random uh, first century writer. They aren't just nice sentiments, nice feelings. No, these are the words from the God of the universe. And so, uh, when we read Paul talking about assurance, we're hearing about what God says about assurance. And God says a lot about it, as it turns out. So, for example, uh, God says through his servant uh, David, that the Christian, according to Psalm 23, can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and yet fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me god also says through his servant job he says this i know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth and after my flesh has been destroyed yet in my flesh i shall see god that's Job 19, 25, 26. And then, of course, from the reading we just heard a moment ago, Jesus himself 
talks about assurance, doesn't he? John 10, verse 27 and 28, he says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. So what do we see when we, when we read these words, when we hear these statements? Well, we don't see uh, mere fanciful thinking. No, this is not wish fulfillment. No, we see confidence. We see persuasion. We see certainty that it is indeed possible for the Christian to have assurance, to know where they are going when life ends. Why is that the case? Because God himself tells us that it is. All right, well, that's fine, Josh, you're thinking. It's, so God says it's so, but is it worth doing? Or is it just going to be a waste of time? Right, insurance isn't worth seeking if you know you're not going to be covered. So what about assurance? Should we do it? Is it a waste of time? Well, as I listen to God, I discover actually that assurance brings me real tangible benefits. And not just when I die, but in the here and now, in this life. Assurance brings me benefits now. It's a bit like uh, at the moment, I've got uh, some uh, insurance with RAC. And you'll know uh, if you have insurance with RAC, they give you all these member benefits. So I get uh, cheap movie tickets, discounts on accommodation, fuel prices, even discounts at certain pharmacies as well, which is, which is fantastic. So I'm not just covered for that moment when things go wrong, but I get extra benefits right now before that even happens. Now it's the same as it turns out with Christian assurance. There are extra benefits in the here and now, not just for when we die. And I'll mention two of them briefly. First one is we get peace from knowing that we, where we're going. We get a sense of peace. And now, that's, this is the case both in suffering that we might face and in facing the final suffering, which is death. Now, all of us, I assume here, all of us here go, have gone through suffering at some point or another. As you uh, get older, perhaps uh, the, the chance that you'll experience uh, suffering only increases over time, doesn't it? Now, whether that's a, a failing body, whether that's a, a lost loved one, uh, whether that's having to, to move out of the home that you've lived in all your life, or in some point, some point or another, suffering comes for all of us. And if we're not careful as Christians, suffering can be the thing that breaks us. That's what happened to Job's wife, in fact, if you read the story of Job. When she saw the suffering that her husband was experiencing, that she was experiencing, what did she say? Well, she said to her husband, curse God and die. That's pretty bleak stuff, isn't it? Now this suffering, in other words, she's saying is too much. You might as well forget about God and just end your suffering. Well, that's not what we read. That sort of attitude is not what we read in the rest of Scripture. So for example, a place like uh, Habakkuk okay, and, and many other places through Scripture, uh, here's what the prophet Habakkuk says in Habakkuk ch chapter 3 verse 17 and 18, I'll quote. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, uh, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the store, 
rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Now there's someone who has peace, even in the face of suffering, even in the face of hard times. Why? Because they're assured, assured of the salvation that God offers. They're assured of the salvation that they have from God, that they will see God. Now, I don't know what, what suffering you guys are going through. Uh, suffering may, you might be in the midst of a season of suffering right now. There might be something that's, that's uh, keeping you up at night. There might be something that's going to shorten your lifespan here on earth. But what we're reading here, what we're hearing from God, is if, if you have assurance of salvation, God says to you that you can have real peace in the middle of that suffering. Not just because you know uh, where you're going, you know what's going to happen when you die, but because, well, because you know that uh, that's where you're going to head. It's not just because you have salvation, but you know where you're going. It's the kind of peace that we read about uh, from the, uh, the man Stephen in Acts chapter 7 in the New Testament, if you're familiar with that story. Right, Stephen's being stoned, he's, he's literally being killed, and as he's laying there dying, he, what does he get? He gets a glimpse of heaven, and he says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Right, that's the same thing that you can say with the same level of confidence when you have assurance of God's salvation. So that's the first thing, peace. We get a sense of peace. The second thing is we get growth. Okay, the other benefit to assurance is that assurance can produce spiritual growth in us. Now, this is uh, something the Apostle Paul talks about in a place like uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, there he writes this. He says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. In other words, having salvation, uh, knowing God's grace, enables us to focus in the here and now on living for Jesus. It gives us motivation to grow in our relationship with Christ. Now think about it this way. Imagine uh, two people... Uh, are building on identical plots of land right next to each other. Uh, they've bought identical plots of land. They start building uh, a building on each. Uh, they've received the, the legal title to this plot of land. Now, the first one begins uh, working on his house, and he works on it uh, day after day without ceasing. No, no stopping, just keeps going at it. The second, though, while aiming to build a, a similar building, identical house, well, the second keeps leaving to go back to the public registry to check and double check and triple check whether the land actually really is his or not. He keeps going back over and over again because he's just not certain the land really does belong to him. Now in those two cases, who do you think is going to have the, built the better house in six months' time? Well, the answer's simple, isn't it? The one who was certain the one who had assurance that the land did indeed belong to them. They could just focus on building here and now. 
And it's, it's the exact same with Christian assurance. Those who are assured of where they're going, those who know what's going to happen, those who are trusting in Jesus, they're the ones who will be able to labor the hardest and the longest without distraction for Christ. That's the beauty of knowing that your salvation is secure. All right, well, if we've heard about heard that it's uh, not wishful thinking, it's not a waste of time, I think the, the key, the only real question that remains is, how do I get it if I don't have it? Uh, how do I get assurance? Well, I realize I may be uh, preaching to the choir here in many respects. So if that's the case, then take this as an opportunity to be encouraged in your faith. But I do want to speak, again, not knowing uh, you all here uh, super well, I do want to speak particularly to any here who might not be certain of where they stand before God. If you consider yourself a Christian, but maybe you've got doubts, maybe you're not really sure whether on the day that you meet Jesus that he'll actually say, welcome. Uh, what, What do I do then? How do I get assurance? Well, let me say, it's, it's not like getting insurance, right? You don't need to pay a premium to be assured of your salvation. In fact, there's not a thing that you can pay to gain assurance. There's nothing you can do in the here and now to get it. Instead, the only thing that's necessary is this. You must know and believe in what Jesus has done for you. That's it. Know and believe in what Jesus has done. That's basically what the Apostle Paul is saying here in uh, 2 Timothy 4, right? He says, what was it? He said, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, that's what's coming, which the Lord, the righteous judge, that's Jesus, will award to me on that day. Now, why is Paul saying he'll be given a crown on the final day on which all of us stand before God to give an account of our lives? Why, Why will Paul get a crown? Well, it's because, as we read there, it's because he loved Jesus appearing. Because he knew and he loved Jesus for what he did when he was here on earth. When he, where he came to, to live a, a spotless life and came to die a, a sinner's death in the place of all those who have loved his appearing. So in other words, way to get assurance, like Paul, is to know and love Jesus for what he's done for you. To know the salvation that he's gained, that he has won through his death and resurrection, and to respond to him by loving him and living a life for him. Now that's the path to assurance. And that's how God provides assurance to his people. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, speaks of it as if it's a guarantee. Now, all of this means, I think, that we too can have that same level of confidence in the assurance of salvation that Jesus offers. Uh, Let me give you an example. A while back, I was listening uh, to a a podcast, a weekly podcast that I love to listen to called The We Flee. You may have heard of it. It's by a a guy named uh, uh, David Robertson. Uh, He's a Christian man, and basically each week, He does a short um, episode on his podcast where he looks at current events and current news from a Christian perspective. Uh, And 
sorry, this particular episode I was listening to a little while ago, he mentioned uh, a man named Jeremy Marshall. Not a man that I was familiar with. Uh, it turns out he's a, a long-time or long-term trustee of a, a faithful Bible college in London. And so uh, what uh, David Brock did, he, he played a short recording from this man, a recording uh, from him, as it turns out, that was from the man as he was sitting in a hospital in London where he was receiving, and get this, his 27th bout of chemotherapy. 27th bout of chemotherapy. Now, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have to go through chemo once, let alone 27 times. But here's what this man said, okay? Short recording of him, and I'll quote him. He said, Why am I a Christian? Well, two reasons. One, I believe that there is an answer to death. I've been living with the last eight years with cancer. And I've found that the promises God makes to us in the Bible are true. And that when he says, I will never leave you or forsake you, well, that's been my experience. He went on. Uh, Secondly, there's actually an even bigger problem. A problem of mine and a problem of all of us, which is that the things that we have done wrong, that separate us from God, that will lead us eventually to eternal death, not just physical death. And I believe Jesus offers me and offers you the solution to that problem, which is his death on the cross, where he takes the fill, if you like, for all the things that we've done wrong. Being a Christian is not easy. There's a cost to being a Christian, this man said. It's been challenging at times, and and every day I would say I I get things wrong. I screw up. I don't do things I should do. I do things I shouldn't do. But what I've found amazing is the presence and power of the love of Jesus Christ in my life. That makes all the difference to me. that man spoke and I say spoke because sadly Mr. Marshall died shortly uh, not too long after recording that but of course that means we know where he is don't we he's no longer in pain no longer having to fight cancer there's no more need for another round of chemo why because he's with his savior he's with the Lord Jesus and, and he could speak of this with supreme confidence just shortly before his own death. Well, you can speak like that too. So can I. Because God has said it's a certainty that he will always deliver, always rescue those who have faith in Jesus. And why can God do this? Why why can we be so assured of it? Because of what Jesus has done. Jesus' historically verifiable resurrection that happened 2,000 years ago was like the the signature from God himself on the assurance contract. Uh, The contract between God and all those of us who put their trust in Jesus. That his promise of salvation will come through just when we need it. Both for the benefits that it brings in the here and now and in the life to come. It is a guarantee 
thanks to Jesus. So as we, as we bring things to a close, let me say to you, do you know Jesus? Do you know what he has done? What he offers to you freely and what you can receive from him by faith? And if you do know, do you love him better? Do you seek to, to love and labor for him in this life in response to what he has done? Well, if you do, you can have the, the same level of confidence that the Apostle Paul had. You can have the same level of confidence that Mr. Marshall had. And you can have the assurance that transcends earthly insurance and know that when your life is all said and done, joy it is to know uh, the assurance that we can have in Christ, to know that uh, your promises are true, your promises about uh, the salvation you provide through Jesus, that they are indeed true, that they are effective, that if we trust in Jesus, you will rescue us, you will uh, bring us home when our lives end. And not only that, that you will build us up in the here and now, you will grow us You'll give us a sense of peace in the midst of hard times, in the midst of suffering. Father, we, we haven't done anything to deserve this. It's purely by your grace. Help us, and for those of us who are trusting in Jesus, may you continue to grow us uh, in confidence. May you uh, grow us spiritually as we reflect on what Christ has done for us. And for any here who perhaps don't have that confidence, would you open their eyes? Would you help them to see just how secure you can be uh, in your faith in Jesus? In his name we pray.